Hello, everybody, and welcome to Works Well, a podcast by me, Melissa Sherry, certified health coach and workplace wellness specialist. This podcast is for leaders who want to support their teams in the pursuit of high quality work, decreased burnout, and meaningful collaboration. If you want to empower your team to bring their best selves to work, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Like every single week, I am so excited about what I have to share with you. This is one of those episodes where I'm feeling so inspired, and I really want to just share my authenticity with you. So there's no notes. I just want to chat about something that has just been really powerful for me this week. So if you follow me on social media, you know I have been talking here a bit about creation and all of the power that we have to create ourselves, those around us in our environments to be conducive to what we want or not. Either way, whether we're putting intention on creation or not, we are creating. It's just how the world works and how our brains work and how our thoughts affect our behaviors and how we show up. And so what I've been working on is being more intentional about that creation, noticing thoughts, and getting really specific about how I want to change that in order to create the life, the business, the environment of my dreams. And along the way, I have been noticing so much about the limitations I put on myself through what I am creating. So I can't wait to get into this with you a bit more. Before we start, we're going to take our two deep breaths. We're going to breathe in through our nose and out through our mouths. And we're going to take a really deep cleansing belly breath. So I really want you to feel your belly fill up and hold it for a second before releasing that breath out of your mouth. And it's going to feel really cleansing and hopefully like a reset for your body. So we're gonna start, take a big deep breath in through your nose. Hold it just for a second. And then let it go out through your mouth. And I'm gonna let you do one more on your own. just feels so good to start the episode that way. And it gets me in this great headspace, but also envisioning all of you taking part in that activity with me just feels so powerful. So thank you for participating in that with me every single week. I really hope you get something out of it. So when we're talking about creation, again, there's all these different ways that this impacts us, but let's start with us how we create ourselves to be. And I want to share an example that I have been working on without even knowing about it before I was even aware of this creation work. And it's when we're apologizing for mistakes or when how we're presenting ourselves. And a really specific example, when I'm texting with a friend and maybe it goes a couple days for me to answer their text. 
And this is pretty typical. My friends who are listening (laughs) kind of know that it's hit or miss. Sometimes I'm super engaged with my texts and other times it's going to take me a few days. And I have started being so intentional with how I respond. In the past, it would have been, I am so sorry that I'm not a better friend to you. Um, I've been so busy. Here's my response. And when I'm reflecting on that, I can understand that what I'm creating by using that language is somebody who is too busy to respond to texts, sure. Somebody who is guilty to that person and somebody who is a bad friend to that person. There's something I'm guilty of and there's something that makes me a bad friend by not answering the texts. And when I use that language, I'm creating myself to be that. When I say it, it sounds true, right? I'm sorry for being a bad friend. In reality, when I'm thinking about that situation, am I a bad friend? Am I a bad friend because I didn't respond to the funny meme that you sent me three days ago? The truth is no. My truth is no. There are so many ways that I show up as a good friend that have nothing to do with how I responded to that text. So something I've been doing is just stopping it, (laughs) like quitting it cold turkey. I respond exactly how I want to respond when I respond. And I get rid of the apologies. I get rid of the guilt. I get rid of all of it. And what it creates is stronger opportunities for connection to other people, but also myself. When I don't feel as guilty about responding back to my friend, it's more likely that I'm going to have a genuine and authentic response. One of my friends actually gave me this gift last weekend when we got breakfast of telling me how much she appreciates knowing when I show up, I show up fully. And she understands that when I can't show up, it's because I know myself well enough to know that if I show up at that time, she's not going to get the best version that she deserves as my friend. And so that's the piece that feels like I have worked really hard to start building this vocabulary, but also to just get rid of the fluffiness that makes me feel guilty and sad and like I'm not a good friend. So now what this looks like is, again, showing up when I know that I can be the best version of myself. To think about this through the context of work, it's really easily transferable when people are asking me for my time. If I know that they're asking for my time on a day when I am in back-to-back meetings from 9 to 11, I'm going to take an hour-long lunch, and then my afternoon is also full of meetings. If they're asking to squeeze in at the beginning or end of my day, my answer is no. And my answer is not only no because I don't have the capacity, my answer is no because I am not going to show up with the level of energy that this problem will require. So being really clear about your energy helps you create this time with somebody that's meaningful, purposeful, special, showing up how you want to show up with them, whether they're friends or coworkers. So that's a really clear example on 
how we can create ourselves through language and how we can start letting go of some of these feelings that we're attaching to when we think we did something wrong and setting up people's expectations for us appropriately. When we're talking about how we create others, I shared some examples um, on Instagram, but I want to kind of circle back on one of them. And the big one was when someone else hasn't shown up in a way that you need them to. So I shared this example of I'm working on this um, work group on a really complex problem. This work group is representing four or five different teams in our company, and we're trying to solve this problem. And I am facilitating and leading the uh, work group discussions. And what's been happening is people aren't adhering to deadlines. People, it feels like there's a lack of understanding across the work group of the urgency and the real problem and what is required to communicate this out internally and externally. And when we have these meetings, I have historically gone into them dreading them because it feels like I'm not being heard, that people don't understand my problem, that we are not going to get a solution. And what I've started understanding is when I go into the meeting with that mindset, that is exactly what is going to be handed back to me. And the proof is in the pudding. Have we gotten very far in 14 months of working on this project? Not really. Because every time my brain is reinforcing this idea that this work group doesn't care and that this work group isn't going to solve the problem. So then I have to behind the scenes do all this extra work to try to move us forward. And it is so ineffective. And I want to own that I have been running this ineffective story, work group, all of it. I've been leading the charge of the inefficiency. So now that I'm thinking through this lens of what am I creating here? I started to look at my process for preparing for that meeting. And what I did this week that changed things was I created everybody in this work group to be thoughtful, empathetic, caring, to be totally equipped and prepared to help me solve this problem. We left that meeting with a deadline, with tangible action, and with everybody being able to express their frustrations and concerns, which allowed me to have a much better insight into what our obstacles were. It was a really powerful 30 minutes. And I created it. I had a hand in creating that as the leader and facilitator of the meeting, just the same way I had a hand in leading and facilitating all of the inefficiencies. So you can see that no matter whether we're intentional, whether we choose positivity or negativity, we are creating something. So really powerful in who we are creating others to be and how we empower them. And again, you could transfer this in any capacity. When we're thinking about our partners, when we are micromanaging what they're doing, what they're eating, what they're wearing. We are creating them to be something that they might and probably are not. And how frustrating and contentious is that 
when we are trying to create something that doesn't align with them, it doesn't align with their values, and then we end up getting in fights, there's friction there because what we are trying to create of them does not is not aligning with what they want to create of themselves. And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of work to go here. I find myself getting tripped up with things like this all the time. In our heads, especially for those who might identify with type A or might have some trauma behind us of feeling like we need to control situations, this is a really hard thing to grasp. And the only advice I can give you is to just keep trying. Keep flexing this creation muscle and this thought noticing muscle so that you can really start to understand what the benefits are. And then once you start reaping these benefits, like this week, I feel like I had so many breakthroughs and it's so motivating for me to keep this train going. So this third area is we create our environments. I really want to talk about our home environments for a second because for me, this is so important. My home environment is so sacred to me. And what I can tell you is that since I started my master's program and have been working with more clients, I know that my routine of keeping my space clean and tidy has shifted a bit. (laughs) And I feel the mental health impact of that. When my environment is not clean and conducive to relaxation and what I what I need it to be, which might be a different conversation of control, um, for me to relax, then it's just not a space that's created for me to be productive and efficient. So really thinking about what do you need to create in terms of your space in order for you to be at your best? And I am not telling you that it has to be clean and tidy. I 100% honor and respect everybody's preferences. However, is it that when you have a candle lit, it makes you feel comforted and more homey? And so you are actually able to relax a bit more during your work. And this is where the intention, the self the noticing and the self-awareness really comes into play in terms of your environment. And this is a little bit more tactical and physical, but how you create your space around you. But also there's this other side of how do you think about your space? What's the language that you use when you talk about your home office or when you talk about your office at work? When you're talking about your office at work, do you dread going there? Why? Think about why. Is it because of the drive? Is it because of your coworkers who you sit next to? Is it because you don't have any windows? Those are all very logical and reasonable things to make you not want to go to the space. But how can you turn that around and take a little bit more ownership over it? How can you make your drive more enjoyable? How can you connect with the coworkers you sit with more? to deepen relationships if that's possible. Can you move your seat? Can you put up some art? Can you bring some plants that don't need a ton of light into your office space? How can you take 
control and ownership over these things that are holding you back. Because if you're spending your 30 minute drive into the office thinking about how much you dread it, how much you hate it, what does that set your day up to be? Take a second and just think about that. There's so much power in ownership. And at the same time, I know that there are so many factors out of our control. So what I don't want you to do with this information is to spiral into taking ownership over things that you don't have control of. You don't have control over putting a window in your office. So what are the ways that you can enhance that space or ask if you can move to a new space? There's so many ways that you might be able to manipulate your situation that you do have control over. (sighs) Taking another deep breath because it feels like this is so much exciting information that I just like want to blow the lid off of. And I know I'm only scratching the surface of what this work looks like for me, but also for my community and every one of you listening. I am so excited to continue taking you on this journey with me and to support you in becoming a creator. A creator as a leader. Think about that. If all of our leaders were their own creators and were this intentional about what they create around them, think about the magic that could happen. Think about how much more we could get done, how much more comfortable we could be, how much happier we could be if we really sat down and thought about what we want to create and then took the steps forward to do that. I am on this path with you. I love you so, so much. And I honor whatever step you are at in your journey, whether this feels like another planet that I'm talking about, or whether this feels like something really manageable that you can implement tomorrow, I am right next to you. And I am going to continue talking about this because I think it's so powerful. So thank you so much for being here with me. Again, I love you so much. I hope you got something out of this episode. And if you are game to be a creator, send me a message. I would love to hear from you and learn about what you're creating. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on LinkedIn under Melissa Sherry Coaching or on Instagram at workswellpodcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. See you next time.